Revelation chapter 7 tells us that there are 12,000 Jewish people from each of the 12 tribes who are sealed and they are saved by God in this end times event. I've heard many people tell me that they're the 144,000, that the church is... I mean, come on, really? That the, that God meant all the blessings that were for Israel are now for the church? No way. That's not true. Otherwise, you got to take the cursings that happen too, right? That's not how it works, you guys. God has a plan for Israel, and he has a plan for his Gentile bride, the church, as well. Just like Joseph had a Gentile bride, Moses had a Gentile bride, but they also went back and they saved all of Israel. And that's what God's plan is. And we're going to look at that right now, you guys. We're going to be in Revelation chapter 7, the 144,000 Jewish believers that we see in the future during that seven-year period. They are not the Jehovah's Witnesses, as the Jehovah's Witnesses claim they are. They're not the Seventh-day Adventists. They're not the church. In fact, the church that believes, some of these church believe that they have replaced Israel, like God just had enough of Israel and he's done with them. It's total false theology because that would deny the mercy and the grace of God, the, the gospel of grace. We're getting something good that we don't deserve. I didn't earn it and you didn't earn it either. And we're getting it because God has decided to bless us right now during this church age. But that's going to end because Romans chapter 11, verse 25 says, when that full number of Gentiles has come in, just like Joseph's story, when all the grain came in, that great harvest came in without number. There was so much grain, it was without number. When that all happened and he had his Gentile bride with him, then that seven-year famine came, that time of great trouble or Jacob's trouble. And that is when he saved all of Israel, my friend. So that's exciting stuff. And we see that in Scripture. And that's why we use the whole Bible. We use the Old Testament and the New to understand God's Word. And that's what this channel is all about, my friend. So, hey, if that brings value to you, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You might want to subscribe and you might want to hit the little bell. We're doing Revelation, a series in Revelation right now. Let's get into the Scripture, you guys. Okay, Revelation chapter 7, verse 1. After this, after what? Well, Revelation 6, we saw the rider come in on the white horse, and we saw a series of the seals broken and horses came in. Remember, there was the rider on the white horse who could be this Mahdi character playing the bad guy, right? The, the Antichrist, because we know this is not Jesus Christ. This guy is the false Messiah. He is the counterfeit who comes in. And that's what we saw in chapter six. Then we saw the rider on the red horse, who, in other words, war came right after this guy who, who brings peace and all that. We see that there's a bunch of war that comes. And then after that, we see the black horse, which means famine. That means there's, you know, it's a whole day's wage, which is a little tiny piece of bread. And then after that, there was the pale horse, which meant plague and death. And that, those were the seals that were broken. And now we're getting into a, a shift here and a glimpse into the throne of God into heaven in chapter 7. So let's read it. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth so that no wind should would blow on the earth or on the sea or on any tree. And then I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, holding the seal of the living God. And he called out with a, with a loud voice to the four angels 
to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea. And he says this to them, you guys, do not harm the earth or the trees until we have sealed the bond servants of our God on their forehead, on their foreheads. Who is he talking about? He's talking about the 144,000 Jewish believers, 12,000 from each tribe. We're going to look at that right now. Look at the scripture. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. So these are 12,000 from each of the tribes. These are not Jehovah's Witnesses. They're not the Seventh-day Adventists. They're not the church. They're not some wacky person who thinks they're them. I mean, come on. The Bible makes it very clear to us right here, you guys. And then it says, from the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. And from the tribe of Gad, 12,000. I find it very interesting that the scripture starts with the tribe of Judah. Because the rest of it's like in birth order. Remember when Joseph, uh, when his brothers came back before he revealed who he was, and they were all eating together in his palace, and Joseph put them all in birth order. Remember that? Well, here it's in birth order, except we see that Reuben and Judah are switched out. And Judah is the firstborn because Jesus came the lion of the tribe of Judah, right? He came from the tribe of Judah, and he is the firstborn, the first fruits of God, so that we could be born again because he was raised, his body, his human body was raised from the dead, and that's what gives us great promise as Christians. And he was the first fruits, the firstborn again alive after death to live forever and ever with God. So, that's what we see there, and I think it's very interesting that those were switched out. So 12,000 from Reuben, from the tribe of Gad, 12,000, from the tribe of Asher. I love that name because my friend named his boy that, and uh, it means happy, all right? So from the tribe of Asher, 12,000, from the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000, from the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000, from the tribe of Simeon, 12,000, from the tribe of, tribe of Levi, 12,000, and this is interesting too because Levi was typically left out from uh, a lot of the, the listings of the tribes, but not here, and from the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. Okay, here we go. And then from the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000, from the tribe of Joseph, or Yosef, if you're in Israel, right? So, he was listed in here as well. Usually it's Manasseh and Ephraim that are listed. Uh, <clears throat> they were called the, you know, the of the house of Joseph, the two tribes that were of the house of Joseph. But here Joseph's name is mentioned. And then it says, and from the last birth order, right, Benjamin, and from the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 were sealed. Wow. Amazing. Can you imagine this picture, this scene in heaven as, as John sees this and the angel declares this, that they're going to be sealed with their, on their foreheads? This must have given John great joy. He was Jewish, and so was Peter, and so was Paul. All these disciples were Jewish. Jesus was Jewish, my friend, and it must have given John great joy to hear this. And then, and then verse 9 of chapter 7, it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could count, 
from every nation and all the tribes, peoples, and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. Remember Palm Sunday when Jesus was ascending down the Mount of Olives riding on the donkey in fulfillment of Zechariah, right? Zechariah talked about that. And he and people were waving palm branches and laying down their coats before the uh, before the donkey as he came into Jerusalem, and they were shouting out, "Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Save now!" They were saying, "Here's the King of Israel!" They were saying, and the the religious leaders were getting angry about this, right? But it was all in fulfillment of the scriptures. But here in heaven, we're seeing these. These uh, saints that we that John sees, and they have palm branches in their hands. And there was a great multitude of them from all the tribes, peoples. It means all ethnicities and all peoples and tribes and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And it was a number that no one could count. Remember Joseph's story? He gathered so much grain before that seven-year time of famine. There was a seven-year time of great abundance, and he gathered so much grain that it was without number. And his Gentile bride was with him. And what happens after that? The seven-year time of trouble, and he saves all of Israel. Wow, what a picture, <laughs> you guys. This is so cool. I love this. Okay, so they're standing. These people are standing, this number from all tribes, nations, without number. They're standing before the throne. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and they worshiped God. Wow. Saying, Amen. Blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> wow. Forever and ever. How long is that, you guys? Um, that is forever, okay? <laughs> if, you're, if you're wondering how long forever is, it's outside of time, okay? Time doesn't mean anything anymore. I believe that God started time. I think when he started everything, it was like a record player, and he and he put that needle down, and each year is like a revolution around and around and around and around until it gets down to that middle part, which seems faster too, right? Those revolutions are faster, but then it ends. The song, that last song comes, it ends, and it's all over. That last song, my friend, is what happens here in the book of Revelation, and we get to see it ahead of time if you want to receive this, if you want to get into it. So it's really cool, you guys. So let's look back into the scripture again. So they're they're praising God there. And then in verse 13, then one of the elders responded, saying to me, These are uh, these these who are clothed in the white robes, who are they? And where have they come from? Like, like John knows. I don't think John knows where they're from. And then he said, I said to him, my Lord, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. That's that seven-year period, that time of trouble, Daniel's 70th week, which you might want to look at that episode I did to understand that. So it's a good, it's not that long, and it explains this whole 70th week that's missing. Because remember, Daniel was promised there was going to be 69 years 
and then there was 70 years declared for the people of Israel, well, that seven, that last seven-year period has not been fulfilled. And in Revelation, it's a seven-year period, and we know in the book of Daniel, he says there's a seven-year peace agreement or covenant that signed in the middle of it was that abomination of desolation, and then later we see that the archangel Michael comes, who protects Israel and helps them out. So that's what we see here. And, and he says, these are the ones who come out of that great tribulation, and ha- they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Wow. You know, it seems a little weird if you don't understand it, but God's blood, Jesus' shed blood, cleanses us from all unrighteousness, my friend. It it has this, there's just this mystery about it, but it's true. It was the blood that he shed upon that cross when he died, and then in three days he was raised from the dead. He made a way for you and for me to go to heaven. It's so awesome. All right, and then verse 15 For this reason they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them. Isn't that great? And they will no longer hunger or thirst, nor will the sun beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the center uh, of the throne will be their shepherd and he will and will go I'm sorry and will guide them to springs of water of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eye you know we have a lot of trouble in this world don't we my friend i mean i've shed many tears just family members that you love uh sons daughters parents, uncles, aunts, friends. We shed tears for the things that happened to them, or things that happened to us as well. This is a broken, messed up world. In the book of Revelation, it also says that God will wipe away our tears at the end, and there'll be no more sorrow, no more pain, and no more death. And here, these tribulation saints. These are the the Gentile believers who chose to follow Jesus, and they were martyred, and they were given white robes, and they're here in heaven. And the elder tells John, or or the angel, whoever it is, he says that these are the ones who went through the tribulation period, and they they believed, and God saved them. Here they are. And, And he wipes away every tear from their eyes. How dear is that? God loves you, my friend. He loves you. He loves me. And if you don't believe yet and you would like to believe, you can say this prayer after me. You may, you may feel something on, on your heart right now. You may feel the knocking on the door of your heart. That would be the Holy Spirit knocking and saying, let me in. But he's not going to force his way in. You have to open that door, okay? You have to open your life up to him. You decide. That's how God works. He is a gentleman, and he won't force anyone to love them love him. That's That wouldn't be love anyway, right? So if that speaks to your heart, you want to receive Jesus and be born again, you can do that right now. Just pray this prayer after me. You, you are praying from your heart, okay, to God. This is business between you and God right now, okay? It has nothing to do with me. I'm just a messenger here. That's all, all right? So if you'd like to do that, 
Repeat these words after me from your heart to God, all right? Dear God, I know I'm a sinner, and I am sorry for my sin. Please forgive me and help me to turn from my sin. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood for me. I also believe that in three days he was raised from the dead and he's alive today. I choose to follow him as my Lord and as my Savior from this day forward. Please help me to do that. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, my friend. If you did that, heaven rejoices right now. And you are promised, okay, you're promised that you will be there in heaven. And if Jesus comes back, you'll be caught up to be with him and spared from this hour of trial that's coming upon the whole face of the earth, this seven-year period. Or if you die, you'll be in heaven. So, hey, congratulations. Best moment of your life, my friend, and I'm so stoked you did that. And if you did that, comment down below, please, because I'd love to to, uh, comment back to you and pray for you. And also, um, make sure you're going to a Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church Make sure you're praying every day and reading your Bible every day. Make sure you have fellowship as well with other believers, all right? And that'll keep you strong. And don't forget to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that button down below and the bell, and you'll get all the latest episodes, and be sure to tell a friend. All right, God bless you guys.